whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Here we are. It's another late night, Friday night. This is the closest we've ever... Barely. We say that, we've been saying that frequently it's because lately. because every but week we're just, we record it later and later, closer and closer to Saturday morning. One mm-hmm. of these days we're going to have to record. We almost forgot that it was Friday and that we needed a podcast by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Yep, so now it's Friday night and you'll be hearing it fresh tomorrow. Squeezing another one in. Yep. Um... So, lots to talk about today. We have nothing to talk about, but <laughs> we're we are confident that God will be faithful and have us say something that someone needs to hear. It might not be you, and if it's not you, sorry that on. you had to put up with however long of this you listen to, but um Let's see what's going on in our lives right now. I'm... Give a pregnancy update. We didn't talk much about it last week. I know. I'm 12 weeks pregnant, and you are almost 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. 10 weeks always seems like an exciting week to me. Yeah, I would agree. To turn, because I'm like, oh, I'm like a quarter of the way there. And 12 weeks is kind of fun, too. 12 to 13, because I never quite... No, which one is the second trimester or not? Because it's really, for sure, not until after 13 weeks if you really go to your due date. But I feel like people say once you get to 12 weeks that you're... Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, But I'm feeling a lot better nausea-wise most of the time, which is... Nice. I don't usually stay sick very very long. Um, and you talked about where, like, now it's this awkward time of, like, you just feel back to normal. Because it's, like, before you're really feeling, like, your baby kicking and you have this big belly. and Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And I'm not a breakfast person in life at all. So that is really difficult for me when I don't feel well in the morning and I know. Or if I've been feeling sick frequently and I know eating is going to be helpful for that. It's an extra motivation to eat as frequently as I need to. But when I kind of, when it doesn't affect me as much and I don't, I still will feel sick if I go way, way too long without eating, but it's not like every hour and a half or two hours anymore. Like it was now it's like I didn't eat all day and I feel the ramifications of it, but I've, I've been less, diligent about being intentional about eating breakfast right when I wake up in the morning so and the only thing that's hard about that is that then it's hard to get in enough nutrition and calories that I need throughout my day because I realize it's like lunchtime and I've eaten like 100 calories and I'm like oh well now I've got to figure out what I'm going to do um I Let's see. In the normal, everyday, modern American standard pregnancy, both of us would be hitting the point where 
it would be completely expected, I feel like, by the majority of doctor's offices that you would have an early ultrasound for genetic testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter, I mean, I think when I had my oldest in 2007, some insurance companies were paying for that type of thing. Some Mm -hmm. weren't. It was kind of optional because if your insurance company wasn't going to cover it, then they kind of were like, if you want to do it, you can, but you might have to pay for it out of pocket. And I feel like at this point, pretty much all insurance companies pay for it. Yeah. And it's just an expected thing you do. Mm -hmm. So you get an early ultrasound? No. This is, uh, I mean, not not at this point. You've had early ultrasounds with... All of my pregnancies. All of your other ones? Mm-hmm. Were they all in... Did you do the genetic testing no. with all of them? Or no. was it just more of a dating ultrasound? It was more of a dating ultrasound. Like, okay. ever since I miscarried after my first, I feel like I just always did it as like, a, I want to make sure I see a heartbeat. And um, so it was more of just dating and making sure there was a heartbeat, even though there's not real... Like, it's not like you could do anything to change it. Right. But... It was more of that, like, peace of mind. Not wondering. Right. So. Um, but most of them I did do the genetic testing. I know I did with my fourth because it was my third child is the one that had some uh, missing chromosome and some genetic issues. But no, they weren't even ones that could be detected in an ultrasound anyway. Right. Or with the blood work. Right. But. It was because of that that I was... It kind of just was more on your mind. Yeah, with my fourth, I was more, well, let's do this. You know. I had the only one, my only pregnancy that I'm almost... I think it's the only one that I had genetic testing done with was the twins. They... Mm. I, I feel like the the doctor's office that I was going to, I'm sure it still was technically optional, but it felt a lot less optional Yeah, with a twin pregnancy. I think they just wanted to do everything mm-hmm. they possibly could. Um, so I remember doing, doing it with them, but I had early ultrasounds with all of them for dating in just in the doctor's office, mm-hmm. but that was the only one that I remember going and they did blood work, blood work with it, and um, but then Archer, my seventh baby, I did not have an early ultrasound. He's my only baby that I only had one ultrasound. Okay. The whole pregnancy, which is funny, because you would think that I would have just only been content to have one with. Deke also, which obviously some of the ultrasounds I had with Deke were at the end, there was just, I had all the issues with, there was one night that I was in a lot of pain and went to the hospital and I actually really wanted that ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one of the ones that I opted to have at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there were some other ones that I needed to do more for technicality purposes. Um, But... But you did an early ultrasound. I did an early ultrasound with him at a fun place, like not yeah, a not, not a diagnostic. Just because I wanted to make sure there wasn't two babies. I, that is probably like 
that and not like seeing the. And that heartbeat. sounds bad. Make sure there wasn't too. I mean, well, because you were trying to plan your life right. as far as like yes, buying uh, if there would have been two babies, it would have been great. But I yes, I wanted to confirm the number of babies I was growing at that moment. Yeah. So I ended up having five ultrasounds with him, which is not something that I, I I had a totally different mindset than earlier babies. I feel like I, some of my first ones, I wanted as many ultrasounds as I could get. get. Then the twins, I had massive amounts of ultrasounds. And after them, I was kind of like, that was too many. And I wish I would have pushed a little bit harder to not have so many. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably, it probably wasn't until around maybe my sixth baby that I started questioning, like, we say ultrasound is safe. And I don't think it does any, like, I mean, for the most part, not any immediate damage. Mm -hmm. But we're still using technology that's probably affecting us at a cellular level to some degree Mm -hmm. and we don't have the information of what happens long term with this so Mm -hmm. I mean my mom tells me that ultrasound was so rare when she was just pregnant with our generation still right so my sister my younger sister who is 30 was the only ultrasound my mom got with was with her and it was one ultrasound when she was six weeks pregnant just because the doctors my mom was having some weird like rashes and other things and they she had a positive pregnancy test but they just wanted to confirm that she was Mm -hmm. really pregnant and so that's the only ultrasound she ever Mm -hmm. had with any of her pregnancies so when you think about how short of a time frame and that there really is so little testing that can be done to prove how safe they are when it's just that soon. Right. So um, between that and then I think ultimately it comes down to weighing the risks and benefits like we've talked about. Since yeah, the very because beginning. I feel like there, I'm thankful that there's ultrasounds and I'm thankful for the information that they do give in certain situations and I think even you and I might even differ on like what scenarios we would say we would want an ultrasound even pregnancy to pregnancy we differ in those decisions and I right that's I, okay. I even will have times where I think I think one thing mm-hmm. and then in the midst of a situation just like yeah I was pretty opposed to early ultrasound and then like you said, I was trying to plan out well, in three months. What am I gonna? I'm, am I gonna be able to do this? Yeah. And will this be practical? And I want to think it will be, but I don't know. And I just had questions, and I, ultimately, I determined that mm-hmm. I wanted that information, and that I thought that it was worth yeah the potential risk of a 15 minute ultrasound to mm-hmm. find that out. And yeah. Are you planning to get any ultrasounds this pregnancy? Yes. Uh, I feel like this is the first pregnancy that I would feel comfortable not doing an ultrasound Mm -hmm. at all. I don't feel that way. Um, 
I'm, I mean, not to be like, I don't agree, but just to like clarify yeah. that we're even yeah. us are I in... mean, and I don't feel strongly that way. I just feel like this is the first one that I could, f- I could feel comfortable doing that. I yeah. don't, I don't have any, I don't have any major like, I don't know. The things that I feel like an ultrasound will tell me, I don't, I don't have these big fears that if I didn't have the information. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Chip, on the other hand, I think it still really is um, important to him, and mm-hmm. it's not. I don't feel strongly about. I feel like I'm barely to the point where I would m- maybe be okay with it. I don't feel like I'm strongly like. Yeah. Um, but even if I did strongly feel like I don't think this is something I want to do, I, if, if it meant a lot to Chip, I think that, like, I want to respect his position in yeah. my pregnancy and in that, that this is our baby and that I am his wife and that it is his job to care and protect, mm-hmm. like, care for us and protect us. And if I had strong reasons why... I felt that way. I would hope, obviously, that he would listen to them and evaluate them and mm-hmm. be willing to talk to me about them, which I know he would be. He always is. Yeah. Um, that he would, like, lovingly take my concerns into consideration. But I feel like, ultimately, if he still decided that out of his duty of wanting to be responsible and care for me as his wife and our baby, if he felt that that information was important, then... I think that it would be a wise thing as his wife to submit to him and mm-hmm. and do that. So there has, just to clarify, there's no discrepancy at this point. I'm not in any way asking him to not have the ultrasound. I, yeah, I'm happy. Fine to yeah, I'm totally fine. Um, so we plan to do an anatomy scan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I would still prefer (laughs) Deke was our first baby that we didn't find out the gender and I really enjoyed that and that would be my preference again this time but Chip would like to find out the gender and so since we didn't find out the last time we are going to find out this time so yeah 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 so some of my kids are disappointed with me and because Wish. they want it to be a surprise too. Yeah, but this one he gets to make the call. So I I feel like I've spent so much time preparing myself that we're finding out the gender that if we walked into the ultrasound and he was like, never mind, I don't want to find out. I feel like I'd be like so torn right now. I'd be like, uh, oh, uh, like <sighs> yeah, that's what I want. But at the same time, you were preparing to find out, and so so I feel like. I don't know how I like what I would yeah say or do. I don't know. It would be very interesting if that's yeah, if that happened, but I don't think that's going to happen because he's pretty set on wanting to know. So, and this is the first time in the last 3 pregnancies we've found out the gender at 10 weeks with Sela, Calvary and Arrow. We found out with all of them at 10 weeks. Did you do... We did the genetic, genetic testing, testing with Sayla, too? To find out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to find out the gender, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, this will be the first pregnancy in... 
three pregnancies since we obviously they didn't have the blood tests type of thing when with my first two they so. just could find they did the genetic testing and they could find out through that and right through yeah but so th- with the, those i found out the gender at the anatomy scan kind of <laughs> with my oh with your first two with, with K- my first with two Grace and Kate, yeah um but my second <clears throat> right <laughs> I, I was told on two ultrasounds that he was a girl and he is a boy <laughs> so that i feel like that also has played into like why I'm just so adamant on doing the blood tests at 10 weeks. A, because I'm impatient and I want to just know. But B, because I feel like I trust that way more than I trust someone telling me in an ultrasound. Well, and I think that's part of why... I think that's part of one of the the reasons, like, going through different experiences, listening to different people's stories and stuff, that I think you can gain good information from ultrasounds, and I'm still fine having Mm -hmm. an anatomy scan. But... You can be wrong about what you think you're seeing, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that um, I am at a place where I understand that and I'm okay with that. But I think that the majority of people take the information that they get on ultrasound and yeah. believe it 100% mm-hmm. that it, it is infallible and that it is obviously right and that that mm-hmm. is what's going on and i mean and not, even not just gender but well that's what i was gonna the say size of your baby in the in the, the case of gender i mean yeah you had things monogrammed and like nursery <laughs> done and <laughs> but obviously it didn't affect affect my decision making for the and pregnancy. it didn't make you worry and it didn't make you yeah. have a bunch of stress and yeah but if you're told that your baby's measuring one way and that and it starts to affect the the different other testing you undergo and the maybe you get induced because you're worried your baby's going to be too big or, or too small and you feel like they're not growing well mm-hmm. and then there's so many instances where the baby was not the size or the position yeah. or whatever the case may be that they thought in the ultrasound yes and i mean obviously it goes a step further than that and the amount of babies that are killed in the womb because of inaccuracies mm-hmm. or misinformation or right just assumptions mm-hmm. based on ultrasounds is really sad to think about yeah um there's so many people who claim to be pro-life, but then it's, well, but if the baby's going to suffer or have not a normal life, whatever mm-hmm. that normal looks would be like, yeah. um, that they somehow rationalize that it's now our job to take that life that mm-hmm. we have not created, um, that God has created. But... When you hear different stories of um, people being told that their babies have a fatal genetic condition and then are born completely fine, like with no problems. Right. That happened with a friend of mine. Yeah. um, That she was told, saw multiple specialists, had tons of ultrasounds and was told that her baby had a very serious life threatening condition and 
she was born like a hundred percent perfectly healthy. Yeah. Yep. So, and then the pressure that is put on these parents to mm-hmm. do either more invasive testing or to terminate to terminate the pregnancy. the pregnancy can be unreal. I mean, mm-hmm. it it's not. It is a true thing that happens, and so um, I don't feel like we have to worry about that quite as much. Um, I think we have we're under care of people who value and respect life, and yeah. even if there were very serious problems um, that show were showing up, I think there'd be definitely an underlying Christian. Yeah. Uh, mentality that would not pressure to take that life um but yeah other pregnancy news i am doing a terrible job at working out the last couple of weeks i'm not even sure what that means i know but i feel like the disappointing part for me is that i'm starting to feel a lot better and i'm like okay, so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna fit it into my schedule and I'm gonna work out. But I still I think I actually was working out more when I felt bad than mm-hmm. I have been now, and I know that part of that is just that Chip's schedule has been really crazy. Mm-hmm. He, we've talked about his B job, right? I'm sure we have. Which if one? We haven't. I mean, like that he does a B job. Oh, I don't know. So he has his normal job. His normal job as a restaurant manager that he works normal 40 hours a week. And then he has his bee removal job. Brown Town Bees. Brown Town Bees. I'm sure we've mentioned it. If we haven't mentioned it, Chip's a beekeeper. He's also in the process of learning how to actually keep beehives. Mm-hmm. But um, the majority of what he does right now is just... Bee removal, live bee removal. So he and will take the bees away and transport them sometimes to Sometimes collect honey from the hives. Safe location, yes. He just got a honey hive recently, which... With real, real good honey. Real good honey. Probably, probably around two gallons of honey. And mm. this is definitely his busy season. Yes. So he already has four jobs booked for next week mm, wow so what this means is that a lot of times he either takes multiple jobs on his days off and is gone from like six in the morning until two in the afternoon when he's supposed like on his full days off or he like today well i guess he didn't do b jobs today but tomorrow he will get up and do a job, I think, at 7 in the morning, which doesn't sound super early except for the fact that he doesn't get off of work tonight until 12.30, so he'll get home at 1. So if he's lucky, he'll be asleep by 1.30. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to be at the B job at 7. So Yeah. And then if they call him for another call, he'll take another call and... Who knows how long he'll be gone if he does another call. I mean, he just... And then sometimes, sometimes it's just does. one, but sometimes he does two or three. And then he has to leave for work again tomorrow at 4 and work from 4.30 to 12.30 tomorrow night. And yeah, 
that's just what a lot of his days have been looking like. He might be home for a couple of hours in between doing B work. And this is like, he wears normal clothes like jeans and work boots and then puts a bee suit on overall his normal clothes with the bee hat thing that is like an oven yeah I mean it's been and then how hot has it been getting like 110 I don't know I try not to think about it yeah hot and so he's working really really hard and super humbling and I really have to fight the temptation in my head sometimes to want to complain about because obviously if he's not here that means I'm doing keeping life going here mm-hmm. yeah um by myself which I know many 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 women do the majority of taking care of kids and mm-hmm. all the house stuff by themselves and I'm not complaining about that but Chip is the type of husband and dad that when he is home, he's really involved and he does help a lot. And yeah. so, especially at this time of like being, getting tired more easily and yeah. stuff. And it's the heat affects everybody. I mean, yeah. it's not even pregnant people. It like makes everybody tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been, there have been days where I'm like, oh, but the one thing I will say is that God has been extremely gracious in giving Chip the way that his schedule is working out. He doesn't always get Sundays off of work, but he's had a lot of Sundays off of work. Mm-hmm. That even where he's been scheduled on a Sunday and then somebody will ask him to switch mm-hmm. and he'll have Sundays off. And he committed from the very beginning that he would never take any B calls on Sunday, which was really hard for him when he very first started because I think maybe the second week he ever did be work or something last year they called they texted him or something on a Sunday and they're like I know you didn't have your schedule available today but we were wondering if you wanted to take a call and he was so antsy to start and to be Mm -hmm. getting jobs and that he wanted to so much but I'm really thankful that he committed from the beginning that that wasn't something he was going to do and Mm -hmm. so we've had a lot of really good days as families that he I know he can get rest and we get to see him and yeah so but yeah I it's just that's been a huge factor of why I'm not fitting working out in yeah I basically could get up when he gets up at like five in the morning to leave for bees and work out then but yeah. I usually stay up and wait to go to bed with him until 12 or 1 and mm-hmm. I just can't five hours of sleep isn't cutting it right now yeah so yeah you're you're in the special you're getting a lot done around your house right now so much done I'm at the stage where I feel really, like, nesty. Like, my mind is racing with all of these things that I want done. Especially, probably, like, before I have the baby. Like, yeah. we need to do these and, things. And so. also knowing that, like, we're, I'm planning for a new school year and, like, right. picking it's, new curriculum. It's not the same 
nestiness. It's not like I want the, my house like, like clean necessarily. Right. It's, it's not more the like, like imminent nesting. Like I feel like the baby's gonna be born no, soon. It's right. like the far out planning. Like yes. Now that I know I'm actually having a baby. These are some, like... Things we need to plan. And then everything in my house is just feeling super claustrophobic because we're about to start on Monday. Did you hear for sure? For sure, yes. They're coming on Monday at noon. Start our addition. And so everything that once was in the garage now has to just be in our house until the addition's done. Then we can, like, spread out into... Put things back. But in the meantime, we have... Two extra freezers, an extra fridge, and just random stuff everywhere. Extra desks. Extra desks, extra dressers, things we don't want to get rid of because we want to put them in the new space, but they're just so taking over. And then add to, like, my house just not being the normal, like, organized and picked up because I'm spending most of my time on the couch. It just is like, wow, everything needs to be... Where you just want to, like run away and not look at any of it but where I'll like see something and I'm just like I mean I can write that on a to-do list but I'm not gonna do it so Mm. it just feels like defeating and you know trying to prepare for the new school year and like wanting to like figure out how how we can get into a new groove and a new system and I'm just like like, I don't all has to consist of me laying here on the couch doing nothing yes Mm -hmm. but magically getting all this stuff done yeah yeah. So it just feels like, but I do know once the addition is done in a few months, then it's going to be even more like wanting to organize and like redo the house in order to like move back into that. So I don't want to do a bunch of organizational stuff now because right. it's, we're going to redo it's it gonna then. It's going to be temporary. But it just but... feels very claustrophobic and disorganized to me that mm-hmm. it's like really driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So. That has been fun and definitely been feeling not so great, but we're hanging in there. Yep. Hoping that it doesn't last as long as it did with Arrow since it didn't start as early. Maybe it won't go as far into... I know it's hard not to... (laughs) Yeah. You almost like feel like you need to gear up mentally for, for like it twenty to, weeks yeah, or something. Just but to be sure. Yeah. It's definitely I feel like it is really helpful. I had this last time too, to some extent, but every new pregnancy means my other kids are older. And like when I just think that like like today Grayson just made lunch. I mean it was peanut butter and jelly, but she just made it all. I literally didn't get off the couch at all. And she just got it for everyone, served it to them. And just things like that where I'm like, I mean, I needed lunch still. But <sighs> it was just really, really helpful and nice that, like, It's the thing that can... when you were having, when you had three kids. Yes. Three when I was pregnant under, four with and my. Under, however old they were. Yeah. It was probably three and under, right? Yeah. It's, you're like, I how do people have right six kids yes. seven kids because that sounds right. like impossible i can't even take care of these ones but mm-hmm. there is just an extra measure of grace it feels like with yes. each couple of years they grow up mm-hmm. and 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 even things like laundry we've gotten into a grace now has been doing all of the laundry oh where nice i fold it uh-huh but that's my only job. The kids each have to put away their own. So I fold it all. 
And I like folding it. But yeah. Grayson starts the laundry every morning, switches out every afternoon. We've gotten in a great oh, groove where I so don't... So what's Cade doing if he doesn't have to switch laundry anymore? He is emptying the dishwasher now. Oh, nice. And taking out all the garbages. I think he'd be good at doing the dishwasher. He's not as good as Graceland oh. because he just wants to... Be, he's all about efficiency. Graceland's yeah. all about doing it right. Right. Cade's all about getting it done faster, so you should see my Tupperware drawer. It's oh. kind of a disaster. So, I mean, that's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I really... It's so nice to not have to think about, oh, I never started laundry. Or, like, I don't even think about it until there's mm-hmm. a basket that I need to fold, and then I fold it, and then they put it away, and it's been... The best decision I've ever made so That's far. That's great. Yeah. We're about to, I need to find my book that I've written out, chores, because we're about to switch up chores on July 1st, hmm. just around the corner. That is. The satisfaction of July 1st being on a Monday. It's just. Is that really <laughs> special for you? Yeah. Especially because it's like a month we're switching chores. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. starting the new chores on a new yes. week yeah. is, it's delightful for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've uh, made some progress in deciding on our curriculum this year. We're going to finally order that and get that. Did you decide if you're doing homeschool convention or not? Yes, we're not. How are you feeling about that? I feel fine. Today's the last day you can, like, sign up to pre-register. And I, I feel like we really... There was only one subject that I didn't really... Couldn't really decide in our curriculum... And Tim was just like, well, let's just skip it. <laughs> just not do the subject for a semester. And Great. So I'm fine with that. And he feels like we're going to be taking out a lot of new new curriculums, new subjects, new students. And it's like the end of your pregnancy. Right. And So I'm totally fine with that. And he feels fine with that. After we have this baby, so like in the spring semester, he wants to add new things. And I'm fine doing that. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you'll already be in somewhat of a groove of the other stuff. Right. That... Yes. So that, that feels... Remember, isn't it just amazing how, if you think back, like, even two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. how overwhelming and impossible and, like, you don't even want to think about it and... I'm like, I'm never going to get this figured out. and I really hate making these decisions. Yes. So it's not like this is ever, like, a fun experience to me, but... No, but I'm just yes, saying how once you work through it, and it is difficult and it isn't fun, but you get through it, and it's like, okay, like, now it's done, and I don't feel like I'm dreading everything about this anymore, and maybe it still isn't, like, you're excited about it, mm-hmm. but... It's not the same, like, looming, yes, scary, awful. Mm-hmm. I think I feel I I feel good about my six year old and almost five year old. In their like theirs has never really bothered me, but I'm feeling more at peace with my oldest and like our plan for her. That was just always my biggest like. Did you decide to do? We did decide. The curriculum or the class? We were deciding between a couple options for her. Um, She's been struggling for a while with learning to read. And so we were trying to figure out what options to do to help her. And we're considering doing a um, intensive cognitive therapy type of curriculum. Um... But then 
ultimately made the decision to do classes for her with a um, group, like a specialist, a that... specialist who helps specifically kids with dyslexia and feeling much more like this makes a lot more sense to me. And like, it makes me feel like it isn't just this horrible thing that she just can't figure out, but it is like a gift of like how her brain works differently and how, because of it working differently, she's so gifted and like art and drawing and like other things and I don't need to just be like frustrated and annoyed and mm-hmm. like you know it's still and thankful that, that there's someone who has put in the time and effort and work yeah. and been working with people yeah. who think this way and learn this way for mm-hmm. so long that it is giving you the opportunity to have that help and support but yeah. not have to just yeah. Send her off to school five days a week and yeah. even, hope for the best. Even at my when my husband was in school, they weren't even they just diagnosed dyslexia of like if you mixed words if you like read was as saw. Like that was what dyslexia was at that point in time. Right. But they've like come a long way in like researching and learning about it. And when I sent my husband the video about this lady talking about her class and like what dyslexia is he said that he like got tears in his eyes and was like he's like i want to go he did that's exactly (laughs) what he said but he was also like just got tears in his eyes when he was talking to me about it and was like i'm just so glad that she's not gonna have to like suffer through what i did trying to learn in a mold that doesn't fit right so that just encouraged me of like right i I knew i was trying to fit her into this mold that she couldn't Right. It didn't fit for her, but I didn't know how to, you, like... But when you can't find the mold where she does fit, that's the yes, frustrating yes. part. And so, so I'm really excited for her for this year, and I'm really excited about these classes. It's just two days a week for an hour and a half each class, so it's not long, but um, I'm really thankful for this specialist, and I'm really hopeful And even the way that God brought around about, like, kind of remembering... Cause you remember that I remembered the specialist. I met her last year at the homeschool convention, but I couldn't for the life of me remember. I knew it was Rainbow in her name, like part of her business name, but I couldn't remember who she was. I even went back on the the convention's website to try and figure it, like find the name, and I couldn't find it there. So I just kept being like, I knew she offered tutoring and like help with specific learning disabilities, but I couldn't find her information. Ultimately, got referred to doing this other program. We were like. A click away from buying it, like about to start it next week. Right. So we were about to purchase it. And then I just randomly, a year after going to convention and like signing up my email with her, I get an email a year later from her saying that she's about to start this brand new, like instead of doing one-on-one tutoring, which is really, really expensive, she's going to do a class of six students starting in the fall for the same thing. And it's half the price of what the private tutoring was. And I was like... But this is the lady I was trying to find her information. And it was yeah. literally so, so amazing how like, God orchestrated that right before we were about to do this other program, which I wasn't feeling 100% confident of. Right. It felt better than any of your other options. It felt better than nothing, but I still wasn't like totally feeling good about it. Right. So, yeah, that was great. Well, I'm excited. Me too. For you. that I'm excited for her. Yeah. You want to hear my story that oh, yeah. I was going to tell you? I do. But my feet are going numb also. I know. We're sitting in a closet tonight. Yeah, we have a house guest, so we're trying... We don't know. You might... 
Hopefully we're not disrupting you too much, Alexander. Alexander listens to our podcast. <laughs> so he's another... Hey, Alexander. Um, our friends are hopefully moving back to Phoenix area yes. very soon. So he's come out to Start get started on and... his job. And we miss... We like him okay, but we really want the rest of the family... Yes. We like you okay, Alexander, but... Sky, we like you more. (laughs) So hopefully that won't be too long before they get to join him. So normally we record in the Lego room of Danny's basement. We just moved... That's, like, on the other side of the paper-thin wall of, like, right where the head of the bed is of the bedroom he's staying in. He's trying to sleep right now. So So we decided to move to the closet... It's kind of hot in here. It's hot in here. I'm sitting on the floor. My back hurts. Yeah, it's not comfortable. 40 minutes in. So. But right before we came down to record, I told Abby that there was a story that I had debated whether I was going to tell her or not. But now I'm making you tell everyone. And and she was like, should you tell me on the podcast? And I was like, actually, yeah. Because at that point, that was, we didn't think we had anything else to talk about. But my story, Abby's going to hate it. Oh, great. But I can't, I I will keep telling myself I'm not going to tell her, and then I'll, like, want to tell her one minute later. We were swimming tonight in order to cool down before bedtime, and all of a sudden, Kenzie had just gotten a bee out of the, the water that was dead. She mm-hmm. had just scooped one out. And, like, one minute later... Riken's like, what is that? And he points into the water. He's like standing out of the mm-hmm. pool while the rest of us are in the pool. And at first, I'm thinking it's going to be like a leaf or something. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie's like, oh my goodness. And I can't see what it is. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see this thing swimming and then jump out of the pool. It's a mouse. Like, was, like, swimming through the water. Like, jumped out no and, like, ran away. And we're like, oh. We were just swimming with this in the pool. My kids kept calling it a rat. But it wasn't really that big. But oh my I'm pretty sure the dogs were outside with us. Uh-huh. And they were, like being crazy by this bush i think they scared it out of the bush and like yeah must have chased it into the pool and it must have been a good swimmer but wow i would have died (sighs) you should have seen me last night at the swim meet kenzie's like "Mm, there's something I'm like, what? What? What is it? What is it? I'm like, flipping out. And she's like, oh, I can't find it now, but there's a spider in your hair somewhere. And I'm like, Kenzie, get out. And she's just like, yeah, I don't know where, but I think it's gone. Oh, no, there it is. Oh, hold on. And I'm like, Kenzie, get. Like, she's being all nonchalant about it. And I'm like, freaking out. Like, what do you mean? Get, why are you not, like, helping me sweat it away? Must be somewhere else. It's just... like, I think I got it, but totally not confident. So I'm just sitting there, like, patting my head, trying to... That's exciting. I really, really hate bugs, animals, rodents mm-hmm. of all kinds. So. I know. I know you do. Well. But I felt like I was going to be like, oh, I want to tell... Oh, Your kids would have told my kids. I know. You'll find out about it soon. Soon yep. enough. So. Well, great. <clears throat> 
Riker kept going like, ew, that was disgusting, but it was so cute. <laughs> he like, couldn't decide. Like, he was it. totally grossed out that it was like swimming in the pool with us, but he was also like... They kind of want one as a pet, but not like a wild, dirty one. I <laughs> want like a, like a cute one. clean, nice one. <laughs> like, well, we don't need any more pets. <gasps> Did I tell you? There's apparently like a bunch of kittens. Oh, my kids between Graceland here and swim team, and the lady told the kids they could yeah. have a kitten. So they came home and asked Chip, and Chip got this terrible idea that if he could convince Kenzie to get rid of her rabbit that maybe we could keep one of the kittens oh outside and I'm like we already have a cat that lives outside that we didn't want yeah that just became our cat because it decided to and what like what is your problem (laughs) and so i'm like then he's like yeah 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 it's a bad idea then we're at your house for dinner the other night Mm -hmm. and he's like oh should we tell kenzie about that thing and i have no idea what he's talking about because in my mind it's settled that that's like a terrible terrible idea idea. and we're not doing it and i'm like I don't even know what you're talking about. So I guess so. And he's like, Kenzie, if you would consider getting rid of Mo. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Like, what is your problem? And he's like, yeah, never mind. I'm like, are you suggesting that we are going to like keep a litter box outside for it somewhere and like yeah. take it? And get it, get shots and get it spayed or neutered or whatever we have to do, depending on if it's a yeah. player. Anyway. Grayson came home and was pretty devastated when I was like, no. And she's like, but, but we don't have any pets. Like, so it would be like, it's free. And I'm like, no. And she was like, well, could we, could we get a fish? I'm like, no, we're a pet free house. You can have a pet rock. <laughs> and even then I might throw it back outside. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. So I don't know why. Oh, then Chip says, well, no, that's one of the risks that you take of having an outdoor animal. They might run away and never come back. <laughs> I'm like, so you're trying to convince Kenzie to get rid of her pet, to get a pet that you're going to try to not have stay. Like you're gonna, you're intentionally thinking if it runs away, great. Yeah. Like that sounds like the most loving thing you could do for your daughter. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's gotten it out of his system now. And okay, no one's getting. I'm it. like, we don't even want the outside cat we already have. And then Tim's like, I like that cat, and I'm like, you would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it is. There have been a couple of times where. It'll be a long time into the morning or day, and I haven't seen the cat anywhere. And I'll have a thought of, like, if the cat never shows back up, like, I'm going to be annoyed because I'm going to feel a little bit sad. (laughs) But I don't want to. I want to be just happy 
But I feel like most of Brown Town is going to be like, oh, where's the cat? Like, what happened to the cat? I don't really like any animals. I know. But cats are like... But this the cat, lowest on the totem pole. But this cat is like not your your average cat in the sense that it yeah. tries to be a little bit more social than. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just saying. It weasels its way yeah. into those of us who try not to like animals, but end up actually liking them by accident sometimes. If we ever broke our standard and got a pet it just would probably never be a cat uh yeah i mean i maybe feel like one day i'd be i'll be convinced to buy a dog we 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 feel like this cat just must have been an answer to all of kenzie's prayers (laughs) because kenzie is a cat person yeah and we're not yeah and so i mean if god had to answer kenzie's prayers of bringing her a cat I feel like he brought a better cat than it could be. Yeah, that's true. But it's still, I agree, it's not well, my favorite. Right. We have never even named it anything other than kitty. Okay. So or cat. Cat. I just usually call it cat. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm saying someone feed the cat. I'm usually saying get out of my way. Yeah. Okay, well. Now that we sorted all that out, ultrasounds, homeschooling, and cats, and mouse. Cats and mouse. Yep. Animals. All right, well. I don't know who needed to hear what of that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Goodbye.